Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether loved or unneeded, from pinch me to Enid Weir, it's all been done, the podcast. It's easy to adore him, though he wants to run away. It's my co-host, Evan. He can obfuscate and figure skate, <laughs> but it's only at his own expense. It's my co-host, Psyker. You're, you're referencing a deep cut that we'll get into, presumably during the episode at some point. Well, I should fucking hope so. Because it's fucking great. I spent most of my research for this episode <laughs> just watching the entire program. It's Oh, you watched the rest of it too? Oh, Our yeah. good ladies there the whole time? Oh, yeah. This is two yeah. listeners... We we'll will talk about how the Brannigan ladies uh, scored a figure skating competition with the song Easy. Have you ever skated? Do you figure yes. skate? My ankles are fucked up. And so. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Every time I skate, my ankles hurt so. I, I can't know. Skate. I don't want to. I don't know what it is, but it, it might be just I'm tall or it might be like the way I skate. I don't really know how to skate that well. Like Neither I can, I can stand up and I can like move in a direction and I can stop. Yes. But Those like, are the important skills. I always end up just in agony uh, yes me too my ankles hurt well i have super flat feet mm. so i can't my my bones stick out <laughs> at strange well i got sweet angles. high arches and my mine still hurt too oh. i don't know what it is like we my partner and i went ice skating i want to say like eight years ago for his birthday yeah. and normally i'm really much better at sports than he is yeah. but he like fucking <laughs> he, he nailed me can you was it competitive skating no, no it wasn't like but it was like one of those where i was like holding on to his arm and like <laughs> oh, like don't let go don't let go da, 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 da. i used to when i was a kid i would roller skate like a champion mm-hmm. roller skating is a blast ice skating is tough on me now you went to like the uh skate zone skate roller. zone buddy <laughs> Why do I forget sometimes when we grew up in the same place? Yeah, yeah. I just stepped on the skates and then spent the whole time in the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, me roller too. skate arcade. I mean, they had that TMNT game. They had Mortal you Kombat. Gotta, yeah, you got yeah. the X-Men. You yeah. got to fight all that shit. Oh, man. So good. Do you ever, every time I go back to a barcade, I, my childhood gets a little sadder. Why, is it because you're realizing that beat-em-ups are not a fun genre? Right. Especially and, when you have infinite quarters? Yeah. Because then there's no challenge. It's right. not like I got this far on a quarter. It's like yeah. I just kept hitting the start button. <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, game design has come so far mm-hmm. since the 80s and 90s, like. Which is what blows my mind about uh, beat-em-ups are having, like, a, a resurgence, like a heyday of, mm-hmm. um, of, of like, they're making a new Streets of Rage, they're mm-hmm. making new, all these things. But I don't understand they're why. All for, they're off a console, right? Yeah. Okay. Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, Why would you want to play I think a you, I, I, I'd love to see. I'm, I kind of want to, like, experience them because I don't think they're going to be the same because, I mean, consoles have different inputs and outputs than video game like the goal of a console isn't to take your money right right but i think these... i mean if they take it up front and then you do what you want <laughs> sure. after it so they try to make a so i feel like that's been like consoles and computers have been a much better driver for video games than arcade cabinets sure. because like it's not a pay-to-play thing it's you pay up front and then you just go sure so yes. so the uh, so you're not designing a game to steal money from people yeah, you're designing I, you know, a game to to be fun but see the thing is i think people want to have that experience because they released like the original simpsons arcade game mm. the original teenage mutant turtles and people buy them on like you know our xbox live well, arcade I think that's all nostalgia i feel like that's all nostalgia yeah but that's what i think people want out of streets of rage 4 mm-hmm. and even streets of rage 1 2 and 3 were on the genesis and they were just beat them up get as far yeah. as you can yeah, but i mean games were shittier back then i mean <laughs> i don't think anyone's gonna like nostalgia makes us want shittiness nostalgia no is a no, toxic that's impulse. not true at all speaking of nostalgia <laughs> he's a writer podcaster and youtuber whose credits include the adult swim podcast the deep end and the youtube series cartoons 101 it's matthew J. hi matthew how's it going Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Great. <laughs> All right. So, so what was your 
What was your beat em up du jour? Did you play beat em ups as a kid? I did. Uh, not as much in the arcade because I, I didn't grow up around a lot of arcades. I went to them when I could, mostly like mm-hmm, a sure. Chuck E. Cheese style, which didn't have a lot of, oh yeah, you know, like good actual <laughs> video games. Right. Uh, I was a big fan. The first one that comes to mind is Maximum Carnage. You guys remember that? I do not. What was Maximum that was Carnage? The, it was the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo uh, Spider-Man game based. Uh, <gasps> oh, it's yeah. very 90s. Had the a red, red cartridge. cartridge. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. uh, it was a very 90s game. It's you, you're fighting characters like Shriek and uh, <laughs> and you know Carnage and all the other symbiotes. Like sure. it's 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 a lot of like you know when you play any comic book game from any other era and they're like yeah we really wanted to get like the guardian in this and you're, you're like all right who's and they're like he was on the justice league he matters and you're like no he, he doesn't that sure. doesn't age well all those people they're gonna mine for venom 2 that nobody yeah. all those f list uh, marvel villains the vulture yeah all those yeah. wigs that they're gonna have to buy for <laughs> right. venom 2 oh my god god i love venom i'm i am i am legit excited for morbius because of how much uh, i love venom. i'm like morbius looks like trash but okay. so did venom and i thought it was great <laughs> i had my lips pursed figuring out if i should ask you if it was an ironic like or if i should not be an asshole so thank you for no. saying that it does look like garbage because dude i'll fucking talk about it i i venom i was living in san francisco when it came out and venom is it's set in San Francisco like every action movie these days. Mm-hmm. And every movie, every action movie like pretends to be about something now. Like it <laughs> pretends to be about like politics or class or something. Sure. And like Marvel movies are just very like, I like Marvel movies, but they're very like pro, uh, you know, like the military industrial complex and stuff. Venom is a movie about how the tech industry is destroying San Francisco and, <laughs> and like, and rent overall in our country. Uh, and it's about how, it's about how like they silence and destroy the lives of the homeless and thing. And like, it's wow. a dumb action movie where Tom Hardy like does the silliest voice, <laughs> but it is about actual things. And I think it sticks that landing. And I, I think people should look at it through that lens and not just as like, Oh, this is what Sony made. Cause they can't, really make sure. a spider-man movie <laughs> sure i mean i liked i like the queer romance aspect of it too between him and his symbiote yeah i think that i think my... that's on purpose like i yeah. think a lot oh, of yeah. people like ironically lean into that but i think like for real they're like no this is like there's something there's like this is a mm-hmm. very intimate relationship between these two characters <laughs> whatever it actually is it's like it's a very close relationship that you don't see in a lot of major action movies well absolutely one of them is inside the other one the whole time (laughs) (laughs) it's not really queer coded either either uh, one of them's inside the other one or the other one's inside the other one right because they keep they keep switching who's inside who (laughs) sure yeah and i think like i think even like the action is pretty clear and like the character motivations and stories and it's it came out around almost at exactly the same time as ant-man 2 which is also a san francisco movie and i think is an atrocious representation (laughs) of what it is to live in that city where like an ex-con who's being watched by the government can afford a $5 million house. And it's like, at least in Venom, they're like, he's like a rich, you know, like vice reporter who's losing all his money and is going to get kicked out of his house. I think that works. Sure. Well, yeah. I, I had no idea Ant-Man 2 was even set in San Francisco. That's how little the, yeah, the yeah, setting we, matters. My, my partner and I started to try to watch Ant-Man 2 and we both like, we didn't fall asleep, but we were like both watching mm-hmm. it like complete with glazed eyes. And then like, <laughs> like it was like, you have like this fugue state. And I woke up and I'm like, are, are either of us watching this movie? And he was like, nope, nope. So we just turned it off. Like it just was, it was. I got to the end of 2017 and I truly believed that was the worst film I saw in theaters. Wow. I, yeah. I don't like anything about Ant-Man 2. I think it's so boring and not good. The only thing I like is uh, Tim Heidecker. I think that's the only oh, good part great. of that movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, think I, I mean. Paul I, Rudd is just charming. Yeah, I mean, he it's is, hard and I feel to. like he's I can't believe 
I can't believe they didn't lean more into like the comedy aspects yeah. of it. Like it's Ant Man because that's what right? the first one kind of was too. K- kind of like I was yeah. expecting it to be more like funny and punched up, but yeah. it wasn't. It was kind of straight laced. Like, yeah, even for I like Paul. the first one a lot. Yeah, I really yeah. like Ant Man one, and I don't like Ant Man two on any level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. God, I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking about Venom. I can't get my brain off Venom, and I'm trying to remember anything about it. And the only thing I can remember is him sitting in the lobster tank. That's the only <laughs> thing that seems so good. Though. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm not arguing. It was very good. Yeah. Um, it's good so, that that lives on in your memory because it deserves it. <laughs> yep, that scene is easy to remember. Oh, oh <laughs> shit! See, that would have been a really good transition, Ev. But I really want to talk about one more thing with Matt <laughs> oh. while we have him, which is he has an Adult Swim podcast. Yeah. We have a Very Good Ladies podcast. So the crossover here is, of course, Baby Blues. It's an easy crossover. It's in my it's, notes. <laughs> it isn't yeah. really. Were you a Baby Blues fan at all? I watched Baby Blues on the WB. Like Did you? I watched oh, it. Wow. Yeah, I watched it when it first aired, and then I rewatched it on Adult Swim, and then, and then of course we watched it again for the podcast. Which uh-huh. Baby Blues does kind of tie into what we're talking about because uh, it is a show about like uh, like overprivileged white people whose problems are not real. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch it now, it's kind of embarrassing that they're 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 a married couple uh, who have a baby. They have one income. And they're always talking about how like their lives are over, sure. and they have this beautiful house, and they're 29. They're not even 30 are on they the show. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah, I have surpassed the baby blues characters in age, and I, I I'm gonna just, and I am like, I watch that show, and I'm like, I am embarrassed by my existence because sure. of the show. <laughs> I'm always amazed by fictional characters. I think canonically mario the plumber is 28 years old which upsets me what? greatly <laughs> yeah mm. i know he's like a mid-40s dude but yeah. no not at yeah. all um yeah yeah so yeah baby blues was a very weird there were episodes that didn't air on wb right that did end up airing on adult swim yeah i believe so there's also apparently an entire second a fully produced second season that has never aired whoa, whoa. holy shit huh. is it available mm. on dvd or anything no, it is not oh, available bizarre. anywhere. It's like a it's a lost media holy grail. We don't really know how produced it is, but right. stories from behind the scenes are we made a second season and they didn't let us air it and like Adult Swim either couldn't I don't think we're allowed to buy it. I feel like hmm. they could only get like things that had actually gotten a chance to air or something like that. I don't Damn. know. Wow. That's bizarre. Too hot for TV, baby blues. That's, That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure like I don't know where that story came from, but it's pretty accepted that there are many episodes of Baby Blues that are at least like semi-produced and watchable that we'll just probably never see. Hot damn. Season two gets real nasty. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And I like that show. I would like to see. I, I do. I, we're joking about it, but I do think that show is is pretty charming and, and fun. And, and yeah, it it may it wasn't my first exposure to Bare Naked Ladies, but it was definitely like an important one. Like sure. we. Because that song, It's All Been Done, is so, which is the, what the podcast is named out, like, is so great. <laughs> and to have it open that show, and opens in such a weird way that the intro is about all of the characters getting to the set to shoot the show. So you're like, so they're really these people, and they're making <laughs> yeah. this is like a reality show? What is what is this? It's reality? very fourth wall Yeah, I love it. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's I would say it's, it's somewhere in between Ant-Man 2 and Venom would be where my Baby Blues ranking falls. <laughs> yeah, I would never put it above Venom, but I'd, sure. I'd put it above Ant-Man 2 sure, for sure. sure. Uh, Ev, you want to toss me another one of those softballs? Uh, I, I mean, it'd be easy to, but I just I don't know if I could do that anymore. <laughs> I'm all I'm all played out. Speaking of Ev, our song this week is called Easy. Huh? If you've never heard this song before, listeners, here is a quick sample.
What's a boy to do? Okay, so, um, Matt, you are a Bernicke Ladies fan, correct? I'm a big fan. Uh, on my personal Patreon, uh, my the tiers are the original members. Of I the did wanna, ladies. I wanted to ask about that because it's a cartoons <laughs> Patreon, <laughs> and the tiers are yeah. like Ed, Steve. <laughs> Why? It just was just because. it was just a bit that I did, uh, and I just left. <laughs> like I, no one ever talks about it. No one ever <laughs> mentions it. I just I uh, and I'm also one of those. So like I am. I'm kind of known as like a pop culture nerd because I make all these podcasts and, sure. and there are certain realms of pop culture like television and film and stuff that I feel like I could handle myself in like a trivia contest with someone. Music is not one of them. I don't know jack shit about music except specific <laughs> parts of it. Like, But I also, I'm not a trivia. I don't know that much about the Bare Naked Ladies other than I love their music and listen sure. to it constantly and get made fun of for it for my entire sure. life. <laughs> sure. So you've got... Bare Naked Lady Tears on your Patreon. I was just about to bring what's them your, up. What's your ranking? Like, <laughs> like, is Steve the $50 tier? Is Jim the $50 <laughs> tier? I gotta know. I don't... I start it with... Uh, it does go up. So who's, so your lowest, like Steve, who's your lowest tier? The lowest tier... So the tiers right now are for $1, you get Tyler. Okay, uh, fair. <laughs> for $3, you get Andy. For okay. $5, you get Ed. And for $10, you get Steve. Uh, so you've left uh, Jim conspicuously absent. That's the you don't matter tier. <laughs> I There was a Jim tier, and I had to take it out because I removed a tier. So <laughs> that's just who ended up. And it was just, I think he was just on the tier that got taken off, I think. I don't even remember what it was. But okay. I think it was, the, uh, but I, uh, Steve, if I got to pick a favorite, like the songs that he sings are mm-hmm. always my favorite. I tend to know, like in my mind, I always feel like the ones that Steve sings are the more like heartfelt, uh, emotional songs. And sure. Ed sings the more like fun, uh, you know, dancey songs, sure. which I also love very much. But when I like, when people are like, why do you like the bare naked ladies so much? I, you know, I, I try and play the songs that I think are like, uh, you know, quote unquote, like Brian Wilson is sure. like the greatest song Impactful ever written. Ones. So I'm like, just listen to this. Right. And then uh, and most of the time people are like, this isn't one week. What the hell is this? And I'm like, yeah, they're a real band. They have hundreds of songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my, my, I suppose my long winded way of coming around. Ask you if you liked the band to saying it, this is probably not your first time hearing the song easy. Am I correct? No, I like that song. I'm a, okay. yeah, I'm a big fan of that, that song as well. And that's another, you know, I would, I would put that in that, Kind, not as high as a Brian Wilson or something, but I, I would put that in like that's a more emotional, heartfelt. Like that's a driving at night song. That's what oh. I like to call those songs. It's like I'll drive around at night. What album is that on? I can't uh, this remember. is on Bare Naked Ladies or Me. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. it's that's a good album. Yeah. Like I that's that is a like I'll put that on. You know, uh, for, for me, the quintessential driving at night song is uh, Smashing Pumpkins 1984. Is oh, that what yeah. it's called? Yep. <laughs> For yep. some reason, like songs that sound like that are what I think about driving around Los Angeles at night. That and the Drive soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's got to be like... Uh, for I, you, you you and your 5,000 song rotation. We're up to, to 37,000 on 37, my Google Drive. Songs. <laughs> I listen. But like, it's got to be that, that... How do you have a mix? Sort of 80s, uh, 80s uh, uh, like, synth pop. Uh, that's I don't know why wave? that's my... Yeah. Oh, no, that it's it it jives, especially if you're city driving. Sure, yeah. you can pretend like mm-hmm. you're in some like oh, sure. techno techno future, Absolutely. like washed out neons sure. and Sure, Easy's grime. a good country night driving song. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. What, was, what was your impression of this song? So you like it, obviously. Um, did anything stand out to you listening to it again? 
It's just a real chill song. Yeah, I like that about it. Like it's it's it. it a lot of the Bare Naked Lady songs will they'll lure, they'll lull you in with like it's oh this is just a nice chill song and then this like existential dread sets in as you start to listen <laughs> what Steve's saying. This song I don't think has that as much. You know, it's like like the old apartment when you listen to that song you're like yeah this is a jam I like this and then you start to be like oh yeah I've been sad <laughs> like I, I know what being sad is like and I'm feeling it right now you've reconjured those feelings for me. Uh, Easy is just like. It's just a nice, fun song, I think. Like, I don't... I'm going to look up the lyrics right now. I'm sure that they're darker than I would expect. But yeah. uh, I, it's 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 pretty... It's it's like it sounds. It's an easy song. Yeah. we. I mean, we can... I think we can dive into the lyrics first yeah. and just sort of talk about those. The lyrics are, I think, a little bit darker than you would maybe expect from this song. Um, yeah, I've as, been burned before. Call yeah. it self-defense. You can obf- obfuscate it's, and manipulate. It's, Call it self-defense You can obfuscate and manipulate But it's only at your own expense Oh man, let's talk about obfuscate for a second. <laughs> Ed says <laughs> obfuscate on this song, which I thought was like, uh, he fucked up in the recording. Because, am I wrong? Is it obfuscate? That's how I've always said it, but it might be a regional, right? Sure. Like, sure. I mean, some Canadian shit, probably. Yeah. pronunciation yeah. slushy anyway. Like, we all knew what he was saying. <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah. yeah, I heard it over and over again. I was like, oh, it's not a mistake. This is how he pronounces it. Pronounces it. Pro- pronounces pronounces it. Um, so yeah, we've got this yeah. narrator and partner. We've got a, a relationship song where the partner is maybe like subtly manipulating the narrator through pity. Kind That's what of. I got. It was like a mix of aluminum and humor of the situation for me. Sure. Or gaslighting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it sounds a little gaslighting. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Manipulating, obfuscating. There's definitely something going on here and it's hard to figure out what it is. Well, I think they're, they're trying to gaslight, but the guy, the part adds onto him. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sir. You're not fooling me. I've been burned. Yeah, it's either like a manipulator being manipulated or maybe like the other partner in For You. Oh, like sure. Like where someone is just like, they're manipulating them, but like at their own expense. Ev, you're doing a lot of song comparisons today. I'm real proud of you, buddy. You brought up aluminum for you. You're like getting into the deep end of this. I love it. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. I'm a researcher. You are. But, but here's the thing. Hmm. Ed says, Ed doesn't seem to be caught by it because he says you're not fooling me. But then at the same time, he's saying like, I'm wrapped around your whole hand. You can bring me down now. I'm wrapped around your whole hand. Stop looking so surprised. She is kind of fooling so it is, him, right? So it's like it's like he sees what she's doing, yeah. Right, but he's okay with it. Okay, because it's because he's like easy to be with you, easy to obey, blah blah blah. So it's so it's just like a it's like one of those like uh, inertia things that haven't come up in a while in our conversation. Like he's just like it's easier to be to to like accept what you're saying and to pretend sort of thing sure uh that that what you're telling me the truth even though i know it's a lie then to like call you out on it and like provoke a fight and stuff like that so maybe this is the guy from uh what's that runaway or whatever it was or <laughs> i don't oh, now you've got me the, I don't know. the song where he's like i don't want to fight i'd rather get not punched oh yeah uh whatever the fuck song that oh i've all the bad ones have left my memory yeah. <laughs> it's from last album yeah it was. <laughs> you guys are gonna get that podcast thing of like you do a podcast about this thing and you don't know every single little detail about every piece of it. Well, I get that about the Venture Brothers sometimes. I'll forget oh. something about it and people will be like, what a fan you are. And I'm like, I am probably the biggest fan that exists of it. Like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't need to know every yeah. like every line from the entire show. Well, believe me, though, if if 
any of our listeners, we lost all the gatekeepy listeners a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Like they probably didn't make it through the first like. Oh, bare naked ladies gatekeepers. That's like the worst thing I can imagine. <laughs> They're out there. Really They're the out there. They, we got oh, some real bad jorky, reviews. Jorky, jorky, we're on to you, buddy. <laughs> Bubba Hotep. They're Bubba. like you probably didn't even. You don't even have dual citizenship. How can you be a real fan? <laughs> it's true. Two dudes from Ohio talking about being. I've been to Toronto three times. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. These are all the people that are here to listen to us talk about Streets of Rage Four yeah. <laughs> in our intro. <laughs> the, the people that don't give a shit. Um, yeah, I think there is there is a, a shift too, and I think it comes in the like the bridge when he says, "Easy to be with you, easy to obey, easy to forgive you at the end of each day." And then he says, "Easy now to judge you." So we have this now that kind of I I feel like differentiates the time periods, mm-hmm. and then he starts to get a lot meaner to judge you to betray. <laughs> like okay like I, I i listened but now i'm gonna stoop to your level i'm gonna try and manipulate you like i don't know i felt like both parties were like it's everyone's like a, the it's asshole. like a spy versus spy <laughs> situation <laughs> it's very much white spy black spy yeah because then afterwards he's like two can play at this game you'll no longer be the only one like wow mm-hmm. shitty if you can recognize that she's been the, shitty and then the chorus the last part of the chorus pivots right because the chorus is you make it easy you make it easy now, the, now he's saying, you make it easy for me to manipulate you. Oh, shit. You make it easy. on the side of this song <laughs> whoever's singing like you guys are really illuminating uh the uh the language in this song and i am i'm not on the side of it I, you were like i'm gonna like i well i mean every time i say this it's not true like i was gonna say i'm gonna take it out of my rotation that's not true i'm gonna listen to this song today <laughs> yeah you don't have to agree with it to love it it's all good but yeah this i mean this is like a, a steve song sung by ed because yeah. in all of steve's songs he's the shitty boyfriend to like well this is like if ed and mm-hmm. steve were dating <laughs> This is like a break. <laughs> this is like a breakup song Was between that a Ed, Ed and Steve. Uh, that's my theory now. Yeah. It, it replaces my previous theory yeah. that I wrote down, which is that, that this song is about Gremlins to the new batch, uh, where Mowgli, <laughs> Mowgli unintentionally and easily sometimes manipulates people, and he's hiding for a reason. You've forgotten what you're hiding for. I mean, he wants to stay away from those those evil Gremlins. <laughs> that's not a very good theory, but no, it's like was... it's like Ed finally realizing that Steve is is toxic for the band sure and he's like you know maybe i'll get another album out of him maybe i'll get a snack time i don't know sure i'm gonna squeeze i'm gonna squeeze this into a double album i'm gonna squeeze right. it into an armen and then we're gonna dump him. yeah then we're gonna see yeah wow you're done you're done shit here. this is a portent yeah for the ppe i think so yeah and i mean i was i don't want to skip uh, i'll skip ahead to one of the live sessions did you see the q104 cleveland in 06 i did not uh steve looks about ready to walk off the stage the whole time really yeah he's just like sitting there just like staring into the microphone occasionally strumming his guitar <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was i'm like i can see this what year see, was it 2006 so oh okay it's, it's still well, three years yeah. before huh yeah. having a bad night maybe mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know that's that's about i think the lyrics are uh, i mean if we're talking about lyrics let's talk about enunciation right the whole song enunciation enunciation he says easy like it's easy which is a cool way to say it oh. but 
that's a, that's a fair pronunciation. It's impossible when he does that not to contrast this song to Lionel Richie's yeah. easy. easy like right? Sunday morning. <laughs> right? It's like the breezy singing of the word easy, uh-huh. right? It, it invites contrast, <laughs> and Richie wins. I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah. Can you? Can you? Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> you can, but you'll fail. You'll, you'll lose. Fail. You'll sure. lose. Um, I mean, I guess it, the song could be about vampires again. Hmm. Like a vampire getting bored with life and making a like another child vampire, and mm-hmm. then sort of like an interview with a vampire. Like like you're doomed to be alone as a vampire, so you make another child only, and you're like. You, they see you at first you're like oh you're my master sort of thing and then eventually your kid you know your kid's gonna find out about how like skeezy you are and the fact that you're a fucking vampire and everything's a fake it's skeezy. and yeah, skeezy like Sunday <laughs> so like to find found out and betrayed by your child so this is like a child vampire singing to its its uh creator or i mean it could be about america's fraught relationship now, with the military industrial complex hold up real quick did you get the vampire read because they said the word obfuscate and that's a a, a talent that vampires have in white wolf it's a it's a <laughs> no i just uh, i just okay. thought about it you know? okay sure you used brain mask of a thousand faces sure um military industrial complex yeah i mean we're sort of in a, a tail wag dog right with the with regards to our mil- our nation's military Buddy, right? you got me sure we got all these fucking amazing weapons and we want to use them sort of like the blade itself incites the deeds of violence you know like we we are just the words the world's watchdog but also like and you don't build the sort of stuff that you're not going to use right? how does that tie into this song this is um <laughs> this is america america realizing that it's being controlled by its military <laughs> Okay. Okay. So call it self-defense. You can oh, obfuscate shit. WMDs and manipulate, but only at your own expense, right? Uh-huh. Because who gets, I mean, they go to fight and who dies? It's the military, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it's not these like old fucking white generals, uh-huh. but it's like a bunch of like teenagers. <laughs> so. Sure, easy to obey. Yep. Easy to forgive you at the end of the day. We always come coming back, <laughs> crawling back to our military. I like the audacity of a Canadian band uh, doing that, <laughs> taking down the American industrial complex. Yeah. Well, they've taken taken swings oh, at us before. That was Maroon was basically, it took some digging, but yeah, we found a lot of interviews where they were like, fuck the U.S. industrial system or military system, which was, yeah, I yeah. mean, good on them for, for calling us our shit out. But then we've read into every album after that with the same <laughs> lens, which perhaps is not true. So yeah, those were my, those were my reads. Yeah. I mean, I like Gremlins 2, the new batch, though. I think that's what it's definitely about. <laughs> Um, How does the lightning gremlin work into your read? Well, hmm. I think that's a good one. Um, or the vegetable gremlin. <laughs> not the. You're not going to ask about the lady gremlin, the best gremlin of all? I might have. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just working through all the ones I could remember. <laughs> I got... Listen, bud, I got nothing. Or the uh, doctor gremlin with the big brain? Oh, shit. Was there a doctor gremlin too? Yeah, he was super smart, and he talked like... Kel- wasn't it like he talked like Kelsey Grammer, or it might have been voiced by Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember... Okay, we need to get off Gremlins too. Famous the new conservative hack, Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> we could talk about that the whole time. No, it's not Kelsey Grammer. It's what's his name? It's that that old actor guy. He's a famous. He died a while ago. I can't think of his name. Orson Welles. <laughs> so oh, God, not I wish. Our Ephraim Zimbalist Junior. Yeah. Omnicron. Uh, oh boy, I'm definitely going. Tony to Randall. It was Tony, Tony Randall. Randall. Oh my God, that was uh, Felix himself. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Very Isn't cool. Gremlins 2 just about, like, Donald Trump? I mean, he's the hero of the story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is a real weird. <laughs> it does. And Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan. Oh, all our yeah. favorite guys. Yeah. All <laughs> people who have aged great, and uh, are, we're still able to be fans of them. Yeah, yeah. Howie Mandel. Is Howie Mandel a weird guy now? Probably. Okay. I don't know much. I mean, I know he's- Yeah, a, but he, not for, like, horrible reasons, just for, like, I think he's just- Sure. Weird. Sure. Oh, fuck. We're never going to get- 
We're never going to get Hulk Hogan on the podcast now. I've been emailing him <laughs> back and forth for a while now. Dude, he's a huge BNL fan, too. Oh, I don't fuck. know if you know that. Okay, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, stunt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the musicality of this song. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I feel like when you were talking about being a good night driving song, because there are a lot of like spacey like echo effects in this song that make it sound like big and open and very wide and it's got mm-hmm. like a it's got like a galloping melody almost like that that i feel like musically they built this whole song around that one acoustic riff that doom 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 yeah but it works for me because that's a good fucking riff yeah right <laughs> so so i like it, it, i feel like it, ed songs tend to be that like ed, ed songs tend to be very musically driven mm-hmm. and steve songs tend to be very lyrically driven yeah, while still sure. having like that's not entirely true because steve songs still have like very exciting uh uh orchestrations in them but like i i do tend to think of like if a song i'm enjoying as just a song it tends to be an ed song sure and a song that i'm enjoying as like a character piece tends to be a steve song mm. yeah i could definitely see that and i liked that i like the opening too it almost sounded like a youtube u2 song but without like the edges slushy mm. guitars like it's like a youtube song without the like, <laughs> like the echoey sort of slushy <laughs> guitars of the edge yeah it it's i thought it was like a very simple it's because it's just like rhythm guitar and voice mm. in the beginning i don't know there wasn't a whole lot that was doing it for me there um, and they do do that weird staccato guitar thing just in the right ear, just on the second <laughs> verse. <laughs> like, it adds a weird layer of texture to the song that's fun, but, like, it's very, very strange. Um, I, f- I felt like this single had the most... All, all this, this is the first single from the album, mm-hmm. right? We said it about Sound of Your Voice last week, but we were wrong. Mm-hmm. It's about this this week. It's got... Tyler doing those boring drums. He's just doing like mm-hmm. boring four four pop drums. I feel like all their singles for Tyler suck ass. Like those are the songs they have to do most. I feel like he's having a good time no matter where he is. That's true. Like he's like the guy who's like, I'm living my best fucking life. Like he just like sits there and like <laughs> looks. He's like sitting there just doing his four four drums. And he's like looking around, smiling at the other guys. Like I can't wait to, for this my life to continue. I can't wait for my life to continue. What an optimistic way to look at things. I mean, he knows he knows that like he, this band, like this band, is the best he could have ever hoped for. Fuck, like he knows that deep in his heart. Yeah, it's in his bones. Yeah, it's true. Damn. Um. Yeah. This is. Uh. I think there's a lot of things that are interesting and cool on this song. The structure for the rhyme scheme is like a a. But then the the first line is always like laid back, and then the second line is rushed, and it has an internal always rhyme mm-hmm. as well. So like, you know, what's a boy to do rhymes with feeling bad for you. But then in that second line, they rush it and they use the tail fail internal rhyme. Like, there's a lot of really cool push and pull they're doing with this song that just is like very interesting. What's a boy to do when you? Tell your tale and it never fails to just stand up feeling bad for you. And I don't know, it, it warranted. This is one song where we listen to these like 50 fucking times mm-hmm. and it I didn't get bored of listening to it for once, which is weird. It just flowed mm. like water. It flowed by me. <laughs> just zoned out. Uh, did this song get... Were, were you sick of it by the end, Matt? No, I like this song. I... I I, I am that way too. I'm that way with just like listening to a song once. Like sure. when I hear a song start to wrap up, I'll I'll usually skip to the next song. Sure. <laughs> like I'm just like I know where this is going. Uh, but no, that's one that I just I just enjoy. And you're right. That's the way you listen to it. You just kind of let it flow over you. It's sure. just it's a real 
It's just a real nice, chill song to yeah. listen to. Do you listen to CDs once and then snap them in half? Like, I'm done <laughs> yeah. with these. I know where they're going I whip now. them right out the window, like, uh, <laughs> when, when Mo throws that record up. Sure. It hits Smithers in the head. That happens to me every time I'm done listening to a record. Sure. Listen to a song more than once. What's the point? <laughs> hey, you know, count yourself uh, blessed in life that you're the Mo and not the Smithers. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, novelty is the only thing worth experiencing. <laughs> it's That's true. why nostalgia is a toxic impulse. <laughs> Saker. <laughs> it is Nosta- no. fucking play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two from the start again. Right. But you can also have nostalgia for stuff that holds up. All right, all right, we're gonna have this discussion some other like time. the Shiva reboot. <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, the solo is like random plinking on the guitar. Yeah, it's real weird. It's easy. The rock solo guitar breakdown at the end, though, is pretty good. Yes, yeah, that's kind of cool too. I like that. Um, yeah, it's I, weird. This is the most high energy song on Blam we've come across so far. Yeah, boy, and is it's that still true? super laid back. Yeah, yeah, but, you might be but right. Ron Anianello said that there'd be like some full on rock at the end, so I'm hoping that can like pull me out of my doldrums because I feel like this. This whole like the whole first four tracks on this album are just easy breezy. Like in three out of four of them are Ed. Yeah, boy, God, I didn't even think about that. Fuck yeah, viewed in context, this song is is a breath of fresh air in this album. That's why I think I don't know if I liked it because I like it made me like it more because it was just like the most upbeat song we've had so far. Sure, weird. How late is this song in Steve being a part of the band? How, How how when does he leave? This is his last album. Or that's what I thought. The album before his last album, which, which feels late to me, yeah. Because I and I I do I enjoy uh, the the current bare naked ladies, and new bare naked ladies, and you bare naked ladies. I do like, but <laughs> sure. you know, there's nothing there's nothing like the that band. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, the, like his voice. I was just in the car last night listening to this, and I was like, I I was I was thinking about this, and I was like, I think he might have my favorite singing voice. Oh just, wow, like. In history, like I, that's just what draws me. Like him and, uh, for different reasons, they might be giants. Like they're not the most like lyric. They're they're not the most like aurally pleasant. It's just that they're amazing and cool and unique. Sure. Him, it's like, oh, I could let, I this. I wish this voice was my father. Like I want, <laughs> like I feel so safe and beautiful and and comfortable with this voice. And I I just want it to wrap around me forever. You know, like I yeah. want I want to live inside this voice and let it influence uh, me in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, but, a waterfall of warm butterscotch. But it's so, it's so yeah. weird. We've had guests on who hated his voice. And I think it's like, uh, unlike butterscotch, more like cilantro. Like some people, some people love it and they can't get enough of it. And then some people just are not like genetically sure. predisposed to you like know, Steve's voice. I, it's Steve though. I think Ed is, is palatable by everyone. Mm-hmm. Steve is a weird, yeah, cilantro-y acquired taste. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I like it obviously, but some people can't stand it. Yeah, yeah. Very weird. strange. By um, it, I'm talking about his voice. As opposed to? Him. Okay. No, he's also very weird, but yeah, I would say yeah. that they're both true. His Instagram lately, he's just been posting pictures of soup with the caption, soup I is like a treat. soup. <laughs> yeah, I wish you would post I like soup, but he does not. Okay, um, here's something. Has sure. anyone ever done mashups of Steve songs with BNL songs? No. That seems like an easy reach. Uh, oh, okay. 
Speaking of easy, our song this week is easy. easy. And if you've never heard it before, <laughs> listen. Here's some of it mis- mixed with. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, don't make me do that. I'm kind of man child. Um, let's talk real quick about the video. Matt, did you watch the official video? Yeah, it's a wild video. It's yeah. very wild. Yeah, give me some, what were your thoughts about the video? It's very um it's very of its time. <laughs> it's got certainly. that like you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I don't want to say jib jab, but it's got that <laughs> oh, like yeah. early it's got that early 2000s animation style of like it's very tweeny, you know, just like a tween for people that don't know is like um uh like in Flash when you just have um a static image just kind of float and move around on the screen. Oh. So it's got that, like, they're static images, but they're very highly detailed. That was very common at the time. So it's got this, you know, a lot of internet videos look like that. A lot of Weird Al videos look like that. Like, it was a very affordable way to make a music video at sure. the time because you could have three people just paint a bunch of stuff digitally and then <laughs> move it around on the screen. Sure. So I don't think it's aged very well. It's also, like... It's kind of creepy. It's very dark and weird, and there's a lot of like dungeon stuff in it. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I like the video. I like it as this time capsule of weird animation of the time, but it's. I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it. And then I also don't believe that. Um, I like. I guess I get it. Like, because it it starts in like dungeons, and then you see like interstates opening up over like grassy fields, and and it's just like what I don't know what they're trying to say with this sure. video or what it has to do with the song. I mean, what the, what were they building? Like a roller coaster, an overpass? I, I wasn't sure. I I said it. I was, thought they were like highways. Yeah. I I said it was nonsense. Windows 3D pipe screensaver horse shit. That was what yeah, I read yes, in my notes. That's that's what it feels like too. Yeah. yeah. It, it just it has. It just felt like they hired an animator and let him do what he wanted, and like it didn't matter what it had to do with the song or anything. Right. Bare Naked Ladies, they like. I don't think they have a great track record with videos. No, they do overall. not. Some of them I I dearly love, like Harlan Ellison uh, or uh, Harlan Williams. Not yeah. Harlan Ellison, not the sci-fi writer <laughs> Harlan Ellison, the '90s comedian Harlan Williams. Uh, the him like the playing time. the security guard that yeah. video is great yeah and, it is you know like uh the enid video of just like they're on a soundstage being Love dumpy it. white guys yes <laughs> it's all, like in Ty- cargo tyler shorts Strenz. is awesome tyler eating that sub yeah. is one of my favorite moments of better good ladies in general the, for sure <laughs> the animation seemed almost sort of like monty python-esque yeah i can yeah. see that very good yeah like, charitably i can see <laughs> yeah. that yeah like but but the, makes me think of salad fingers do you guys remember yes salad fingers? definitely i could see yeah. that I, I think what was that guy's were... name? That guy's like a very interesting animator. It feels that's, like his work. That's not Brad um, Neely, is it? No, 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 it's not Brad Neely. That, oh, no, yeah, but it's it's a name like that though. Okay, this ne- is gonna Neil be... Bradley. <laughs> yeah, Neil... <laughs> David Firth David is his Firth. name. David Firth, oh, who right. is a who is a weirdo that apparently <laughs> still makes stuff that is also as weird as Salad Fingers, but that was. A very influential, also early 2000s, creepy animation yeah. to me. A- episode 11 of Salad Fingers came out on January 30th, 2019. Oh, that's that's a year ago. Jesus, I'm still thinking it's 2019. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah. the fact still, that they were still releasing still it in 2019. Like, wow. In Salad Fingers years, that's very recent. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, yeah. I, need to, I need to like watch that because that was like one of our, my, like my second or third date. We came, went back to my <laughs> really? partner's like dorm room and I watched. All, he showed me all of Salad Fingers <laughs> that was out at the time. Yeah, I, oh my god! I think, they and were... I married that man. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Tr- they I were... hope you like. I hope you fucked that person <laughs> while that was happening. <laughs> like, if somebody did that for me, I'd be like, oh, you're yeah. The but one. they just kept. They just kept rubbing their. He just kept rubbing his fingers across my face the whole time. 
<laughs> and, and that's what did it. That's when you knew that you were. Yeah, that's when I knew I was. This is the one. <laughs> but the the video itself justify. Did you see? It justifies pretty much everything we've ever said about BNL. With oh like, the the are the archetypes like, we have for the characters. Yeah, yeah. Like Steve's a cruel king. Kev's a princess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ed's like a, a, a trickster on stilts. Ty's like a baby or a spider. I don't know. Jim gets eaten by the big bad wolf. Yeah, and Jim's a lonely little girl. <laughs> a lonely little girl. And then Steve's a dead knight. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Like I wrote, I don't remember. I, I watched the video and I've forgotten a lot of it, but I wrote in my notes: Steve sees hair and his head head explodes. <laughs> I don't know what that's in reference to. Did you but... notice as they're flying, as they're flying in their uh, little airplanes over the uh, yeah. over and under the overpass? Steve's the only one who rides alone. Oh no! Yeah. Oh man, how yeah. sad. So that's like a that's a conspiracy. He needs theory room for, you. for yeah. that giant bag of coke that he's, <laughs> he's carrying with him. Yeah. Oh, we'll never get. Steve yeah, it's Jim and Ed and Kevin Ty, and then this Steve is my all by pilot. <laughs> I feel like they were trying to, because there was a video for Sound of Your Voice, the previous song as well, both super low budget. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the studio gave them like, yeah. here's a thousand bucks per video, do what you can. If that. Yeah, and they, they just sort of had to do what they did. Um, or hey, maybe Ma just themselves. Like, this might be that era of like, you know, because like Weird Al's done that over the, like throughout the 2000s and recently is he just does that shit himself. Like, oh, He commissions sure. people and, and things like, who knows, they might have just found a guy. Yeah, that's possible. All right, now it's time to review this song. Okay, so listeners, as you are fully aware, we review this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. I can see the gears working in your head as you're staring at me. Up. Yeah, I always forget that I have to do a review <laughs> until you say, until sure. you look at me and make me go first. Sure. So, uh, bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. As usual, we give our guests some time to think. Ev, we'll start with you. Bong. Like the uh, Inception thing comes. I wake up in a hospital with all the... Um, a lot of our reviews start with us waking up yeah, I, IUDs, empty hospital, rip it out. Sort of like a, a walking... IUD? I, uh, not IUD. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, it's the word I can never remember. Uh, intravenous. Oh, I, intravenous. Uh, IVs. Sure, IVs. IVs. <laughs> yes. All these IUDs are in my... <laughs> But I IVDs, know. yeah. So I, I rip them out. I like it's a first, JCVDs. JCVDs. It's the first. Well, actually, that comes. That's going to come up in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, the <laughs> first. It's the first scene of like uh, Twenty Eight Days Later or Walking Dead or whatever. Uh -huh. I'm running through this hospital, wander out in the street, and I just see this fucking muscular guy in uh, like see Jean Claude Van Damme in like a, a a vest, no shirt, and then just like a cargo shorts, and he just starts running towards me like faster <laughs> and faster, picking up speed, and then he like I'm like holy shit, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it's just like on this like brutally destroyed hellscape. Like I'm just standing on this highway overpass as this guy <laughs> charges towards me. I think there's like the flying kick, the full on split flying kick. It kicks me so fucking hard that my shirt rips off. <laughs> and I go flying back. I'm like, no, Jean-Claude, no. And then someone else reaches in and grabs me. It's none other than like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's all oiled up, just picks me up. And it just starts, just starts, just grabs a hold of my pants and rips them off. So I'm just sitting there in my boxers and they drop me on the ground and then they just sprint away. And I'm just sitting there in my boxers like, what the fuck is going on? Did I just experience the streets of rage? And uh, yeah, so it's just me laying confused in an empty city, having been beat up by a, by a beat em up guys sure. uh, from the eighties uh, in my boxer shorts. Sure. Oh my God. Okay. So that's good. And you've left me. That was so talented that I was wrapped by your story. I would have taken a lot longer, but we gotta we gotta get this. Um, I think mine is um, a reality in which um, someone has made a wish on a genie, and uh, the wish on the genie no, is that everyone knows you bury it underground. Sure. Yes. You you bury the genie underground. You bury the lamp. 
throw it away. Oh, sure, sure, sure. After you're done. No, you just don't want them. You don't want wishes. Right. It will not turn your whole life upside down. Yes. I. You're making so many references today. I'm very <laughs> impressed. Um, I can see the gears in your head turning. <laughs> uh, and the wish that they made on the genie uh, was that uh, nobody... It doesn't matter. No one will ever notice clothes anymore. Whether you're wearing them, <laughs> whether you're not wearing them, it doesn't matter, right? And so I open... So you just wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm freezing. <laughs> yeah. am, I wearing, am I even wearing... I don't... <laughs> and so I open my drawers, and they're all empty, yeah. but the clothes are there. I just can't perceive them with my human mind. Yeah, so you stick now... your hand in there, and you, you feel resistance. Yes. But you just... Your fingers it's pass through cloth. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what this is. You can't, right? get, the, you can't get the shirt over your head. So, so like, I, I realize, like, well, it's winter, so I've got to bundle up. We're Ohioans. We're pretty close to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I put some maybe like I try to put a shirt on. I try to put some pants on. I'm doing the best I can with feeling it out. And I think in the end, like the genie's wish wears out <laughs> through that day after having persisted for 100 years. Um, and uh, <laughs> as I come to, I realize I have uh, so somebody in 1919 <laughs> wished for this. Yeah. I don't tw- know, 1920. 1920. I have a pair of shorts uh, on my the Great arm, Depression. just over one arm. I have a scarf wrapped around my midsection. I'm wearing a sock over my dick um, and I have one slipper on. Um, and because I, I didn't, it was just so easy to live like I was doing before. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's what the review is. How would you even buy clothes? No, nobody does anymore. It's just, well, how would you, how, you how would you have clothes in, to put on? <laughs> I kept them out of nostalgia. How would, how would you sell? Why would any, how could anyone make clothes? You like take a straight, like, so it's like somebody <laughs> weaving and they like take the string out. And as soon as it starts to become clothes, it disappears. Nobody's made clothes in a hundred years, Evan. These are all vintage. Oh, okay. Matt. <laughs> how do you even know if you're buying clothes? Tell us your review if you would. Oh man, I think I, I I think I know what you guys are doing. Uh, <laughs> all right, I wake up. That's how it starts, <laughs> that's right? How it always yes. starts. Yeah, I wake up. Uh, uh, I I <clears throat> my clothes have been replaced with uh, a sentient being, uh, as a uh, a, a black uh, living <laughs> goo has replaced my clothes, but it can only uh, it can only manifest itself. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say over like sixty percent of my body. So we could we could go for either full pants and no shirt. Uh, we can go uh, a vest and shorts. Uh, we could go uh, maybe like uh, maybe like shorts and a a large hat, like a mid to large hat <laughs> sure. that uh, I'd have like trouble getting through some doorways. I think would be a thing. And that's uh, that's the iteration you choose most. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah sure. totally. It's uh, I got real great. I just want to work my my neck muscles real bad. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if you're doing reps all day, uh, I and I I could use this to fight crime, but I think I'm just gonna use it to uh, to be able to get into more interesting Los Angeles uh, uh, nightlife. So like clubs, things like that. So I'm gonna try and use it to mimic the modern fashion of today. Uh, but I, I am very woefully, uh, I, I don't understand fashion cause it all comes from bare naked ladies videos. Sure. So, uh, I think I'm going to tend to go for like cargo shorts, dreads, uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, t-shirts with, uh, uh, with logos from, uh, companies that don't exist anymore. or don't matter. Like Pacific sun. Sure. I think I'm going to have a lot of Pacific sun, uh, clothes going to manifest itself as, and all, it can only turn black. So I'm, I'm generally wearing like a black vest and cargo shorts. I Love think. It. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, so it's jealous of other clothes. Like it won't let you put other clothes on. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll <laughs> just it'll eat and destroy them. Sure. Uh, like you know, like Stephen's nose to cocaine. It would just it'll just uh, absolutely eradicate it uh, if it's within the vicinity in any way. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Matthew J. Thank you so that's, much. That's what happened, right? Isn't <laughs> that why you think that's exactly because yes. everyone else was jealous that he kept stealing their cocaine. Okay. Like kicked around <laughs> he the kept pants. taking all the cocaine. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for yes, being on the show you. today, man. What uh, what do you have going on? What do you have to plug? Yeah, I got. Uh, I, I make a podcast called The Deep End with my friend Steve Yurko, who is an uh, animation professional. He works on shows like Rick and Morty and Robot Chicken. Uh, cool. We're going through every show that's ever aired on Adult Swim, uh, season by season. So, like, you know, Aqua Teen Season 1 is an episode, that kind of thing. Oh, nice. we, we recently... Yeah, we're about to do uh, the Boondocks season one that's coming up. Oh, Joe wow. Parra talks with you. Season two is coming yes. up. Uh, yeah, we just did Super Jail. Uh, we're doing 12 Ounce Mouse finally. My the, fa- I love 12 Highly Ounce requested. Mouse. <laughs> I do too, and I'm excited to talk about it. But uh, we go real in depth. We sometimes get people who worked on, on the shows themselves, oh, wow. but cool. also just animation professionals in general and, and comedy and TV people a lot. Like, uh, you know, we've had like James Urbaniak on, Nick Weiger, oh, cool. people like that. Uh, yeah, it's a fun show to do. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the deep end, where we do a weekly show about uh, every episode of the Venture Brothers hmm. and a monthly show about other adult swim ish shows like Clone High, um, uh, MTV's Downtown Golden Boy. We have Archer coming up because we just did Frisky Dingo and C Lab before. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. I make uh, I make Cartoons 101 at patreon.com slash Cartoons 101, where I interview animation professionals as well, like Bill Oakley from The Simpsons and Mission Hill, Scott Gardner from Moonbeam City. Uh, uh, all kinds of Evan Dorkin, creator of uh, Eltingville and, and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I do series on there about films. So, like, I've done uh, the works of Ralph Bakshi, um, uh, what else? Adult animated films that are a series on Evangelion, oh. Satoshi Kone, currently doing uh, Don Bluth with a bunch of cool LA comedy people. Uh, it's a fun show. And, and I uh, produce uh, Channel 101, which is. Um, I produce the podcast, Channel 101, the official podcast, but I also work with Channel 101 overall, which is uh, uh, a thing in L.A. where people can come and submit TV pilots that are under five minutes. So if you make a pilot for us, you could submit it. If it gets on, it gets shown oh. in a theater with uh, like hundreds of people. We get to watch it on a big movie screen, and then we vote on it. If we vote you back, you get to make another one next month in the same series. And oh, that was cool. created by Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, Ryan Ridley, mm-hmm. Rob Schraub, all these people who have been the Lonely Island, Tim and Eric. Uh, lots of cool people have been a part of Channel 101. So if you're ever in L.A., uh, and if you're not, just go to Channel101.com and watch all the cool shows that uh, that we, we make and produce and listen to the podcast. Oh, cool. That's incredible. Well, thank you so much for being yeah. on, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I love the Bare Naked Ladies, uh, and I'm super glad to come on here. I'd love to come back sometime oh, when I have more time. For you sure. sure. I will. Yeah, we'll get you on a, uh, a post-page album and see how you react to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to do that. I think so. Yeah, I think I would like to do, some, you know, like uh, – any of the late I, I do like the later song all the ones that Rooster Teeth have done the videos for I tend to enjoy those mm-hmm. are fun yeah for sure alright well yeah. thank you so much man yeah thank you talk to you later yeah bye thank you guys Matthew wonderful guest had to drop a little Great bit early guest moving today has a million shows to do moving to the moon moving to the moon very strange where but he lives he was inspired by Super Jail he had to get there mm-hmm. was Super Jail on the moon nope did you ever see any of it yeah Weird ass show. Oh, really? Yeah, it was great. I only saw like an episode or two. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Fine. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Ev, let's talk about some other versions of this song real quick. Uh, The Bathroom Session. Okay. (laughs) It was just okay. I thought his playing was like real energetic. It was like he was like doing he was fingering like crazy and yeah. like my one of my my favorite sakers youtube comment of the week comes from ad nauseum 12 years ago on the bathroom session 
I want to pull an Angelina Jolie on Ed. He looked at me and smiled at least once at the Vancouver concert. It's meant to be. Ha ha. What's an Angelina what Jolie? Is, is that Angelina? where you like, you marry him, adopt seven kids, and then divorce him? <laughs> like, I hope or like, so. is it like a Tomb Raider thing where you like drop down from the ceiling and punch him in the well, face? He wants to, he wants to raid his tombs, I mm-hmm. think is how that works. Uh, yeah, that checks out. I actually out. liked the Tomb Raider, the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders. Never seen one. They are a lot of fun because it's like Angelina Jolie is playing like a masculine, like oh, hero. Yeah. So it's like, but she's a woman and they just like, they just basically, it's like a gender f- sw- switch. So she's got like, men on the side and she sure. shows up with like a, a greek guy in the second one she's like bye bye thanatos <laughs> and just like pushes him off the jet ski and stuff like that i might not be i, I wonder it was a lot of fun because i didn't play many of the tomb raider games either but mm-hmm. i had a weird like feeling that that's what the games were as well is that she is like hyper feminized in mm-hmm. that she has like her her body type right mm-hmm. she was obviously designed by dudes right but she is also very masculine in terms of like action yeah. and yeah, yeah which so, is a, an interesting dynamic yeah for and i'm sure it's i'm sure it's problematic as hell i just don't <laughs> i'm not i'm not like woke enough to understand sure. that so uh sure. get us to your level hashtag, <laughs> hashtag wake up evan hashtag tomb waker if tomb you waker. if you want evan to be more woke about the character of yeah Lara i mean Croft. i just i enjoyed the i enjoyed them for what they were and i i haven't seen them in like eight to ten years so sure. i'm sure that if i went back and watched it might be not as good as i remember I but I, like my partner had a really good time watching them you watch a lot more media than i do i love media how do you have time because i, I, I don't play more video games yeah you play a lot of video games and also you've got a lot of stuff to do yeah that, I, gotta that I, I specifically yeah. keep my schedule free-ish yeah to schedule media watching times yeah yeah that's fair because that's one of the things i like to do is watch media with friends um we've got now Ev, i couldn't find this online but i have word that it exists for the video game, speaking of video games, Sims 2, mm-hmm. the Bare Naked Ladies released three of their songs from this album in Simglish. What? Do you know what Simglish is? Yeah. So it's Ed speaking in Simglish. It's what I do whenever someone cuts me off in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, uh, easy, wind it up, and what a letdown. I found the other two. I couldn't find easy. Whole, it's Ed singing them. Yeah. In like garbledy good language. Send them language. to me. They're fucking they amazing. They're gonna almost certainly be on my mix so, now. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about the other. One of two my favorite we... things in songs is made up language. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh for sure. You're gonna love. Yeah. Uh, wind it up. Like, like Sigur Ross and uh, um, who else does that stuff? That's just nonsense <sighs> words. Anyway, Norwegian is not a made up language. No, Evan. it's. <laughs> is they Norwegian sing, they even sing in, a language? They sing in Hopelandish. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, Norwegian is a language. Okay, I thought it was just Swedish. Except a dialectical thing. Norway and Sweden are different countries. Yeah, but they're close. They are? Oh, thank God. <laughs> I took a big swing there. Yeah. Um, the Kurt Browning version. <laughs> yes. Smuckers. <laughs> Kurt Browning, Gotta Skate 6.0. If you are on the Discord, I posted this on the Discord because it was so fucking wild. Yeah, so it's Smuckers Presents. <laughs> this. Like, at first I thought like, Canadian TV is weird. Then I realized it's like on NBC. Yeah. Like this is something that like was a, a tent pole for them. So not once, not twice, but at six least six times. fucking times. FYI listeners, if you, if you don't know what it is, it's like a, a figure skating competition where live bands, it's not a competition. Okay. It's a figure skating exhibition. Yeah. Uh, where live bands provide the music for the Correct. figure skater. And, and this so, one is all BNL. Uh, was it all BNL? All BNL. They play like two songs. There, there, there's like two songs they play through speakers that aren't bnl but like bnl is the band they're there almost the whole time they're like there's like one song they play through um i don't remember what song it is 
But yeah, BNL's the set list is they start off with "Get in Line." Oh yes, We're that's like the song. intro. That's like the, the and then the sound of your voice, beautiful, too little, too late. Wind it up, Jane. Am I the only one? Lovers in a dangerous time. You really got am me. Am I the only one? Yeah, easy and one week over the credits. So, wow. Um, Did you watch the whole thing? Fuck yeah, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> was it, it was always like, Kurt Browning, or was it no, no? People? Kurt Brown, it's Kurt Browning, and he has like uh, maybe a dozen other skaters that he's like hand selected, and they yeah. do like they just perform like. Figure skating, though, is one of those like things that I'm sure is incredibly hard, yeah. but is also incredibly boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm sure that they are like incredibly like consummate talented. athletes, talented, and they've worked so sure. fucking hard. But like, <laughs> I felt like I was watching a foreign film. Like, <laughs> sure. I understood everything that was going on, but like they were saying and doing, but it was just incomprehensible to me as a whole. There, there was a level of novelty with this where I was like, oh, because like at some points the figure skater would jump up on the stage with Ed and like, like mime playing yeah. the guitar or dancing, which I was like, oh, he's like breaking the fourth wall of figure skating, like triple axles are boring. They're not boring. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, but, but like we you, don't you've get seen, it. But you've seen like six triple axles and like the difference between like I know that like the judges if you know there are no judges here but like like a skater understands how like the level of difficulty between like a single axle and a triple axle is right. like exponentially difficult. Right. But seeing someone flip two times versus four times <laughs> for me it's just not I'm just I just don't have that level. And it was weird that like during the chorus he kept doing the same moves over and over again to sort of like yeah. underline like this is the chorus the words are the same. <laughs> I liked though that like you know the song was easy and he made it look easy to do something that's sure. incredibly hard but also I don't care cuz sure. figure skating. Well it's wild that we didn't find this stuff when we did like Jane or am I the only one. I would have loved to talk about it back then. Yeah. But... And I mean Ed changes some of the songs um Oh man. like the words in the song and then uh, there's one song where I think it's uh, uh, not the it's one when, when they're taking a break and there's like a song where it's one of the I don't remember the actual song but they play it through the speakers and they're like two guys dancing with two girls like trying to hit on two skate skater girls and they don't get it then Ed skates out and gets the girl and skates, oh, cool. skates back with her so it's pretty funny and then did you see the fucking commercial that was I, edited in I only watched the Kurt Browning one okay so it's like a they're ta- it cuts to Kurt Browning eating dinner with his family okay. and Kurt Browning's like I'm on the road a lot at just like the bare naked ladies or just like bare naked ladies i'm on the road a lot but you know i always try and make time to have meals with my family i feel it's super important and then it cuts to a woman saying hello my name is miriam weinstein and i am the author of the surprising power of family meals and how important it is that everyone needs to eat together yes miriam weinstein the father the mother of harvey no, fucking no. weinstein <laughs> and guess who produced this whole fucking skating thing <laughs> the, weinstein, the weinstein brothers oh my god so i i just like like i said i'm just sitting there like open mouth through this whole thing like i didn't i didn't know how to process it it was Wild. like too many it was like i was going through hyperspace and like all this information was coming at me too fast like i couldn't i couldn't really like truly like somebody opened the dictionary to like very good ladies figure skating <laughs> harvey weinstein just like throw a bunch of darts on a board yeah like it's so weird so she, apparently she's really into family meals but i well guess... that's how she raised the boys that she did yeah. <laughs> those good little boys although i don't want to blame i don't know i don't know what no. the relationship is and i don't want to blame her for not. for weinstein but jesus christ yeah fuck wow that's wild where the other what was the best routine was it this one or was it a different one i don't i didn't like i said the figure skating just washed over me like water <laughs> sure like 
I mean, it was like WBBNL day, right? You know, like <laughs> yeah. I just didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know how to do hey, it. Hey, buddy, we made a meal out of that one. <laughs> yeah, damn right. We, we should have done a whole double on this, uh, this figure skating competition. Yeah. We still can. At the end no, of this, thanks. album, we'll review the figure skating competition. Um, uh, I, no, thanks. I did love that. Uh, yeah, I, as you say, he changed the lyrics in this song specifically. You can obfuscate, you can figure skate, skate. <laughs> but it's only then, at your own expense. Yeah. I don't remember at 3510 he says got to kick the French judge till she bleeds daylight and I'm not sure I don't remember That's lovers in a dangerous dangerous, dangerous time. time yeah Got to kick the French, French judge, judge. T- till she breeds daylight and I guess that's a, it was a Kurt Browning liked it because I guess that the French judge gave him some bad rating and some and so, skate thing talking about so he's like yeah you shit got, out of well kicking a hole in her <laughs> Like, you, yeah, <laughs> kicking a hole straight through, through her, her, like in yeah. Kung Pao. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, again. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I probably spent more, like, I mean, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> so, you like, really did do the research for this yeah, I, I, uh... <laughs> Um, There's an acoustic version from Barenaked Ladies RUSB, which is a USB stick they put out. It's pretty. Um, There's a, a version. Okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Their um their production company at the time called Network Music mm-hmm. um put out a ton of stems for a bunch of their songs from this album and said we are gonna have a remix competition. Oh wow! Anybody can remix these songs and we're gonna put the best ones out on a CD and we're gonna give the winners a bunch of stuff. So a bunch of people made remixes. They never released the album. Only one remix still exists on YouTube <laughs> and it's for this song. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm gonna put in a little clip of. Easy, the method remix, right here. As you heard, it's kind of like it's more bubbly. It's electronic. It's not as good, but it's a oh. big swing. I was thinking like the Dead Mouse remix. <laughs> <laughs> this was Dead Mouse's first song he ever produced. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool that they. I'm. I wish that more uh, things survived from this competition. I think Network went under before they released the album. So, um, Ebbo. Yeah. Let's talk about one more thing. How is this song like a romantic comedy? Well glad you asked saker <laughs> I, it's i'm contractually obligated yes 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 that's the only way you can summon me <laughs> is by correct. allowing me to talk like this this is arthur two on the rocks oh, cool. 1988's arthur two on the rocks we talked about this before during a i believe we, we talked about <laughs> arthur oh okay this is arthur two okay on the it. rocks so this song might be a sequel to a all right episode yeah <laughs> okay well we know that we know steve page knows arthur sure right wait he's definitely seen it so they have, of course watched arthur too sure so Ar- the plot if you remember the plot of arthur one is just him being a drunk and failing upward sure constantly yeah uh arthur two so last time <laughs> last time on arthur he somehow managed to fail upward into true love and a sure. happy marriage and sure. a huge trust fund without stopping his self-destructive lies and drinking <laughs> This song is about my relationship with Arthur, I guess. <laughs> okay. How I feel about him. So everyone so, hates him in this movie? So the movie is, no, I get, and everyone still fucking loves him. He and, he and Liza Minnelli are happily married, but they want a kid, right? Okay. Uh, and then for some fucking Is he re- still a drunk? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's still a drunk with no self-awareness. And then the billionaire father of the woman he jilted from an arranged marriage uh-huh. uh, somehow gets control of his inheritance. And then the woman he jilted still wants to marry him for some reason. Bizarre. 
So basically, he gets control of the in Arthur's inheritance, leaving Arthur penniless. So we're supposed to feel bad for the guy, <laughs> I guess. Um, even though he's just lying the whole fucking time. Sure. And uh, he's like weaving this web of destruction and uh, his ex fiance still wants to be there. So he's easy and breezy. He tries to sober up enough to find a job, fails, <laughs> and then... They still want a fucking kid, so Liza lies to the adoption agency, telling them that he's yeah he's good, he's going to be a great father, Yikes. despite being a penniless alcoholic. So he has so it's like this song is like again everyone in this song is sort of living in a uh, like uh, it's like a it, like Matt said it's like a it's like a. Um, a, a vicious cycle of gaslighting, right? <laughs> and so Arthur is sobering up. Arthur's trying to get a job and then launches this like in-depth scheme to regain control of his fortune. And of course he does. <laughs> okay. And then he and Liza end up adopting a kid. Oh, so like sweet. Just as she becomes pregnant. So oh, no. two children's lives are going to so be So they ruined. give back the adopted kid. No, they keep <laughs> you it. can return them, right? So yeah, this is just like, it's, it's Arthur like slowly realizing like, that he needs to get his house in order Fuck. so that, and that everyone around him is lying and that he's lying too yeah. and that sort of thing. So that's just sort of this song. But again, like the lyrics of this song, like they just, it just doesn't land for me as much. Yeah. So just like Arthur. So, and this ex fiance, Susan Johnson, like, I don't know what he's done to her to make her still love him. Like it must be just easy for her to be with him. Okay. Easy to like, <laughs> easy to let him lie, easy to obey his like ra- alcoholic sure. ramblings. And I mean, like, and the father, like her father, the billionaire who steals his trust fund, like he does it not to like punish Arthur, but to make Arthur leave Liza Manilli and marry his daughter. Weird. So he's gaslit too, yeah. I guess. And that's supposed to be the villain. <laughs> like, so like it's all about people trying to manipulate each other. Sure. Just like in this song. So how was this your relationship with Arthur? You because, were also manipulated by him? Yeah, he's a lovable drunk, right? <laughs> sure. A is for Arthur. Yeah. But you know what? Now I see what he's up to. <laughs> okay, got it. You see right through him. Yeah. Do you think they should make an Arthur 3 about his adopted son and his biological son uh, after he dies vying for control of his will, but they're both miserable drunks? And this is like the gritty 20 years later reboot of Arthur? I think they should make like a Hallmark original movie where one of them is a, a drunk and the other one is trying to get him to sober up. Sure. I like that. So it's like one of them, Jesus. for some reason, Arthur has cut one of them out of his will. Yeah. And so all the money goes to the drunk guy because he's the most like Arthur. Sure. And then the sober guy is like trying to make ends meet and uh, trying to get his brother sure. to sober up and like That's... realize that he's been... That's how wills work. It goes to the son that's most like the father. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can will your money to anybody you no, want, yeah, right? I, know. So. I just like the, the, the will guy was like, mm, you kind of look like him. <laughs> You're stumbling. <laughs> you get the money. Um, all right. Good read. Uh, I love, and that's a romantic comedy, I guess. Yeah, it's it a is. harem anime, I guess. He's got two women, both who want his attention. I and, guess. <laughs> all right. On the rocks. Oh, love on the rocks. That's a great. Siskel and Ebra gave it two thumbs down. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Um, was there ever any ice skating uh, inspired by Arthur Two? Yeah, the Earth Earth Earthcapades <laughs> on the on the on the on rocks. the rocks. Yeah. So what oh, they do fuck. is they go and uh, it's like the ice skating rink, but they go and just smash it with sledgehammers. <laughs> so it's just it's just fucking ice skating falling yeah. down. They're just stumbling across. <laughs> I love they that. make it look easy. Yeah, they do. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A Bannerkid Ladies podcast. Hey Evan. Yep. I had too many waffles for breakfast today. I like waffles. I like waffles. Rank them. Waffles. Pancakes. Crepes. French toast. French toast is my favorite. You fucked up. 
Immediately. It's by far my favorite. A nice thick slice of French toast. Wow. With a little bit of like brown sugar brulee onto it. And uh, um, then you get your syrup. Ooh, yum, yum, yum. Sure. And then I like a good waffle. A good malted waffle can beat out a pancake. Yes. But you seldom get 100%. a good malted waffle. You just get like the... And I don't like waffles because they... They make you have to put your syrup in certain places. Like, I mean, it's like a pancake that demands the syrup. And like, <laughs> like, no, you can't. I've never considered that, but I do like structure in my life, so maybe that's why I like waffles a lot. And I like crepes, but I've never been in a position where I can have as many crepes as I want. Sure. Oh, so this is also what defines what you like: is have I ever had infinite versions of it? Yeah, yeah. And like crepes, you always need to. Like, you don't just want to eat a crepe by itself. Like you want to fill it with some shit. Sure. So I'm just talking about these like. But you're talking about them with syrup. Yeah, I mean, like you get your toppings, but like I'm not talking about like blueberry pancakes or like or like. Okay. Um, but with a crepe, we have to say, let's say it's Nutella crepe. You just put okay. a little bit of Nutella. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think I think I'd still go for a, like a really good pancake. It's hard to beat. I get, pancakes are bottom tier for. Well, no, French toast is bottom tier for me. Well, Mine is waffle crepe, pancake French toast. I think I had one bad experience with French toast when I was a kid. It's it's easy to do French toast bad. You it can get it me all, up for life. all like slimy yeah. and like it was eggy as hell. What you need to do is get the get like Texas toast and you need to let it sort of like sit out yeah. basically overnight so it's kind of a little bit stale and then you then you egg wash it. Interesting. Yeah, and a little bit of cinnamon and sugar in there. Yeah, you've made French toast, I think, and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do like a good French toast. Mm. But see, waffle, fuck, a Belgian waffle especially. Yeah. Because it, it's I'm a. Are you talking about the Brussels waffle or the Liège waffle? Oh my boy, Liège. Yeah, okay. Don't you get me fucking started on Brussels versus Liège. Well, the Brussels waffles are the stuff. Jesus that, Christ! The Brussels waffles are chewier, right? And they've got the um, like sugar, the sugar inside. Like if you go to the oh, Taste of Belgium yep. at the Short North, which yep. closed. Oh no! Permanently. Yeah. Sad story. It's a bummer. Um, but yeah, okay, you're right. They're crunchier. They're like a crispy snack. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're I mean, you, you eat them. You would eat them without syrup, although you could add syrup. Like the. the oh, be weird, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. I guess you could. The Liège waffles. I think that. Yeah, I think that. For breakfast, I'm gonna go with a. I'm talking about a fucking dining hall, hotel continental breakfast. Yeah. Belgian waffle. That's yeah. the good shit. The stuff that you like. Get the plastic cup and you get yes. to squirt. You squirt it out of like the dispenser. And <laughs> is that fun? It's the best experience. Um, and then you can like put shit in it. Yeah, because I think you're. I, Unless I, you're Saker and you go overboard and you like ruin the waffle iron <laughs> and really the, the poor lady has to clean it. I ruined that iron. I feel bad. Um, I'm just going to fill it full of brown sugar, I you know, because it's going to go, it's just not going to caramelize on the <laughs> waffle iron and burn. I thought I wanted to do just a whole cup of brown sugar. And you did. I made you a basically brown sugar did waffle. That. Um, but yeah, because the pockets are so big and you can hold so much mm -hmm. more syrup than a regular waffle yeah. or a pancake. You can, can really hold. butter those guys down. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they are... You it, gotta butter them right out of the iron so that the butter just like seeps into that yes. shit. And I feel like it's interesting. I feel like we're viewing it from two different viewpoints because you feel like it's demanding the syrup go here and here. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's asking, it's begging me. Can you fill me up with syrup? <laughs> You're viewing it as a dom and I'm viewing it as a sub. But I feel like you end up putting way more syrup on it than you want because you okay. want to fill every fucking pocket, right? All the way. M my dude. When I was a kid, and I still do this, so I will say now too, I fill them all up. I eat one fourth of the Belgian waffle, and by that time the syrup has sunk into the rest. So I fill them up again, and, oh, <laughs> and I eat another square of what the a Belgian nightmare. waffle. 
No, that's the way to do. It. By the time you get to the fourth one, you're just you eating. just you could pick it up and it would be like it'd be like, like it'd be like taking the thing out of the honey like the honey all <laughs> those honey uh, Cheerios things where they pull the <laughs> yeah. they pull the thing up out of the honey. That's exactly jar. What, it is. <laughs> yes. what the fuck are those? Honey dips. <laughs> hey, buddy, you got a honey dip? Yep. Who who uses honey dips? I don't, people who use honey a lot. I, yes. I, I use honey, but I don't use it enough to like no. have a jar handy at no. all times. Everybody's got a squirt bear. I feel like those are like leftovers from like the depression where people didn't have easy access <laughs> to sugar. <laughs> Definitely. Honey dips are not a thing honey anymore. Dip. Um, speaking of honey dips, can I pull an Orange Grove's podcast out of this? We'll see. I, I want a fucking waffle though. I oh man. Hey, dude, hmm. speaking of waffles, <laughs> still not any yeah. closer. Hey, no. You want to make waffles for dinner, bye. Waffles are, well, you can make them for dinner. I do. I love doing breakfast for dinner. But sometimes you can just do breakfast for breakfast. <laughs> and a time that you might eat breakfast, why, that's 7 a.m. The same time that you could listen to Bed Bath and Beyblade. Bed Bath and Beyblade. Beyblade. Fucking dick. <laughs> it's a show where Riley. You know, most podcasts cut those out. <laughs> Not us, my friend. Riley wakes up Joe at 7 a.m. every Monday morning with a fresh dose of Beyblade lore. Will Joe retain anything or even stay awake? That's a good conceit, but I feel like it's a thin conceit. In that, like, if somebody woke me up at 7 a.m., I mean, I'm already up. So, too bad. Yeah. Can I tell you, the last episode was released on January 23rd, and it is episode number 99. Holy shit. (laughs) Now, here's the other thing. I've not listened to any Bed Bath and Beyblade, but I do know that there's a lore to the. To, it's become a story at this point of like there's characters, and so I'm, I'm I think it's diverged. I think they've done okay. actually they've done Bed Bath and Batman, they've done Bed Bath and Bionicle, mm-hmm. uh, Bed Bath and uh, all sorts of different things, right? So so it's just BBB. Yes, Bed Bath and B is what the podcast is. Is one of them now. in the bath or in the bed? I think it's just bed. So the so the guy who wakes the other guy up. Yes. Uh, the one of them's in bed, obviously. The other guy's in a bath. Yes. That's the only that's, that's the only way I can accept this. Are you pitching a new version of Bed no, Bath? No, no, just the guy who's calling to wake the other guy up has to be taking a bath. Okay, fair enough. It is, can happen. Is he? Make world. I don't I've never I told you I never listened to it. Oh. But you should listen to it, dear listeners. Because this week we're recommending God. Bed Bath and Beyblade. Until we get kicked off the orange groves. Not too long now, I think. See ya. Bye. And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big old wheel. Oh, man. I had a, a, a thought last night right before I went to bed for a new segment for this fucking wheel. And then you forgot it? And then I totally forgot you it. You got to write that shit down. God damn never, it. Never th- every time I do that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to remember the story idea. I'm going to remember this in the morning. Never yeah. do. Never fucking oh, do. Wait, wait, wait. I, I just didn't have, I didn't have a, a, a name for it. But I remember the concept now. And it's recommend something based on this song. If you liked this song, then you would like this food or uh. this. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, just I like this soup. TV show or this, yeah, okay. Um, but instead, we're going to spin this. We call it "I Love You." I love you. Do we already have an "I Love You"? I'm sure we do. Okay, celebrity. Which celebrity is this song about? <laughs> Someone who's woven Ooh. a web of lies around themselves, and oh, Brad and Aunt Brangelina. Brangelina. Yeah, because like they were in love, and then they kind of fell out of love. Like Brad Pitt turned out to be sort of a 
kind of a dick or Johnny Depp and his his wife I, and uh, it could uh, see I'm thinking, I mean that takes it in a real dark abusive angle but. yeah I, I'm thinking more playful fun Scientology this is like a Tom Cruise sort of song to me right where you know he makes he makes everything look easy he still oh, yeah. looks like Tom he's Cruise. young he yeah. still looks like he's grooving along in life and Kathy Holmes Kelly Holmes what's her uh, name? Katie Holmes Katie Holmes I don't I think was, they're married anymore are they They were but now they're not yeah so that that's possibly so this maybe is from Katie Holmes's uh, POV but doesn't she just leave him I don't know. I mean, they were together well, that, so for a long her, time. It's from her POV, like, during the time that he has her, like, sequestered away in, yes. like, that Italian villa. Absolutely. And no one's allowed to, to like, talk to her or touch her. Yes. Or, like, she can't, she can't see with human eyes. Hey, what the fuck is Katie Holmes doing nowadays? I, raising a kid, I guess. I mean, she's got a baby. Oh, really? I mean, oh, okay. They had a baby together, didn't they? Oh, wow. Maybe. Little slum blues. Slum blues crew. Slum blues cruise. <laughs> I love that. I think they named it Ships and Dip Cruise. <laughs> hey, Katie Holmes. Yeah. Born in Toledo, Ohio. Ooh, There's nice, a little factoid nice. for you. <laughs> and she's, a, she's a Dawson's Creek Creeker. Uh, Dawson's Creeker. You got yeah. it. Um, yeah. So it could be about Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Yeah. And Scientology. I and, mean, Scientology is the thing because didn't he make her convert? Uh, yes. Uh, she was raised a Catholic and began studying Scientology shortly after the couple began dating. Although from what I hear, the Scientology that they peddle to actors like high name, big, big, big money wrestlers right. is a different brand than oh. that, that is that which is the exploitive stuff that you know, that's why. I mean, because you don't want to like. I mean, it's it's a different. It, they still like have to get clear and like worry about thetons and stuff, but it's it's not so abusive. Sure. Because they're using them to abuse others. Like sure. You know, like, so it's more about networking and getting jobs and things that like that, out. and enforcing the Scientology underclass to like go to Tom Cruise movies or buy like Writers of the Future Six or sure. stuff like that. You know. So I think that it's a lot easier to function as a celebrity within Scientology as it is a human being. Sure. Yeah. Just a regular, oh, not that celebrities aren't human, but like, uh, you know, like a regular lay, so yeah. lay person where Fucking... they, they just like brutalize you. L. Ron Hubbard is wild. I was, re- I, I, I yeah. have, if you've not listened to the dead authors podcast episode about L. Ron Hubbard listeners, I or, highly recommend that you do. Or, so. uh, oh no, Ross and Carrie's like six episodes. Scientology, uh, still got to Carrie poppy on. This. I think she, she's dropped not, off. The face not of any interest in doing our, <laughs> our silly podcast. Listeners. We, we, we emailed her in the past. She said, I love Kevin Hearn. Get yeah. me on a Kevin Hearn song. Number one, we were blown away by that, but yeah. that I, she hasn't responded. I, to I, was any not of blown, I was not blown away at all by it. Cause <laughs> Kevin Hearn's great. You are Kevin Hurt. This is back in the Gordon era, I yeah. believe. Was, we're like, all right, we'll wait for a year and a half, two years, and we'll get yeah. back at you. Um, okay. Uh, so it's about, okay, sure. I like that. I think that fits. Um, yeah. Hope that answered your question, Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wheel doesn't <laughs> ask questions. It gives commands. <laughs> That's true. Um, now it's time for a question from our Gugas, our Mimamos, our ha 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 uh, this right. is. La, 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 la. We're gonna do a lightning round. These are three questions. Oh no! Given to us by our friend Dan. They're all in one email. Okay. Shit. Actually, Dan, I don't know if you want your last name said. <laughs> I'm gonna beep out your last name and then just call you Dan. Um. So he asked all three in one email. So I'm gonna just lump them together. So. BNL has re. Here's question one. Qu- oh, sorry. Questions for your podcast. Question the first. Deep, thoughtful questions. Is oh, the thank title you. Of the email. Thank you, Dan. Number one, BNL has reunited all six of them. <gasps> They're pulling together a comeback album, and for some horrible reason, you two are producing. What's your sound going to be? Wazian, 
all left faded in a tribute to Ron Anello and the band's liberal politics. <laughs> also, Jim's got some fresh ideas for 20 new songs about baboons and how the sunlight sparkles in the eighth dimension. How ooh, do you kindly ooh, let ooh. him know that you'll maybe be using one of them? What's Andy going to do? Guide us through this mystical album making process and don't fuck it up or BNL fandom will come after you. Uh, well, Jim... He's got so many good ideas. I yeah. feel like we need to smash them all into one song. <laughs> so he gets Jim gets one track for his entire oeuvre. Jim, Jim has to write out all 20 songs and then every 20th word we just take <laughs> from the next song. No, so. I think that like what we do is we like have him we we have like a really rough week where we just listen to all of Jim's songs. Okay. And then we're like, "Oh my god, this and we spend like a tough afternoon like mashing them up all together and then we have them just like we just like play them over each other basically in a way that <laughs> that just sounds like uh vaguely comprehensible noise sure i almost feel like the best way to to produce this is to make it a six album set and give each person their oh, own yeah. album i don't know if that's the best way because they just they just got back together yeah would, do you think andy's would be uh 22 songs it's just 98 songs orchestral. long and then just just they're all four second songs but you have to play it like zyrica you have to play all six it's albums in, around you that forms the, the Bare Naked ladies, ladies album and even uh, though we don't give them any direction on any of the six albums magically they make it happen where they they're still so in sync that when you sync up all those tracks mm -hmm. It works. It just works. It sounds like a glorious. And since neither, well, actually, you know more about you know about producing. I don't. Like, what do I know about sound producing? mixing and things like that? No, that's all Cliff's domain. Okay, Cliff from the Sell 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 episode of Bare Naked Ladies, and it's all been done podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, uh, but I think that's the way to do it: is to make it a a an experience for six years. God. That would be a, that took a year to make. It'd be like <laughs> yeah. smiley smile. It would never come out. Yeah, basically. What's the album called? It would put us in our grave. Is it called? Is it like a throwback? Is it called like Bare Naked Ladies Are Us? Except the R is backwards, like the Toys Are Us logo. Na na naked Bear Ladies. Sure, we call it Naked Bear Ladies. Like that uh, thing that C's Richards mailed us. Oh, I don't know. What if we call it? Sees Richards' buddies. Sees <laughs> Richards, I'll just, he just calls them bare naked ladies. All yeah. three words, all capitalized and italicized. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we need to bring Sees Richards on for a we, little bit. We have like six C. Richards emails that we need to read. Oh, but good. I've been spacing them <laughs> out smart. and I don't want to read them all. That's smart. Um, okay, so so yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, why don't we have Sees on an episode? If, he, if, he'll, if he'll consent to it. Sure. If we can get into his bunker and talk to him. <laughs> okay, through his tinfoil hat. Yeah, the only time I've talked to him is through a like uh, um, like voice modulator. <laughs> Hello, this is C's Richards. He's like a, he's like a Chuck Tingle-esque character. <laughs> so now we're building this character up. He's never going to come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right, question number two. Okay. What would your perfect BNL concert be? You mm. control location, who's there to watch with you, as well as set list, which members of BNL are even invited, everything. Craft this band's concert to your egomaniacal whims. Dinner theater. Oh. Is it just you and your closest friends, or is it a... a... I, I don't think so, because I think it would be... It's it's a concert, so there are tons of people there, but mm. like my friends and I are in like the VIP area mm -hmm. that's like dinner theater so because sure. i feel like if it was just bnl playing for me and my friends i would feel real self-conscious the whole fucking time sure so i just want to be like i want the vip treatment but i don't want to be like singled out because i hate attention yes yeah that checks out they i i, did I don't want to talk to him <laughs> i did see a concert from cleveland this was a couple songs ago i watched it where it was like a private like if you were a member of like 106.6 wqep like 
it was like Barenaked Ladies were doing a private concert for just like paying members of the station or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like there was like 50 people there. Mm-hmm. It seemed cool as fuck. I love those little private. That would be fun. Yeah, no, I'd like to I'd like a full concert venue, but like it has like sky boxes yeah. and I'm just like in a sky box or or like a, a stage box. Sure. Where you're like you're below the stage and you oh, can like sure. stand up and like see their feet. But I think for you and I hedonists the, the, I think the ideal thing is a skybox at an arena cause for ladies, but it's like infinite hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what matters exactly. more to Well, us. no, it's, it's, but the bare naked ladies are also <laughs> catering our skybox. <laughs> so they all get to send, we got to eat their favorite food. <laughs> right. It's like uh, they, a, Kevin recommends sure. this white, this white blend wine with his uh, <laughs> yeah. shrimp cocktail sauce, this family. And Tyler recommends this uh, Milwaukee's best with, with, his, with his, his garbage plate. <laughs> yeah. Um, my ideal Bare Naked Ladies concert would be each of them are chained to the wall and it's just me in the dungeon <laughs> and I force them to play their instruments or else they get an electric shock. Um, that's it. What songs? What do you want them to... Well, give me three songs they have to have in their set list. Uh, upside Down. Mm-hmm. Katie. Maybe or no, Upside Down, Alcohol, and It's All Been Done. Yeah. They have to play. Those it's are, all those are my. Those are my three. As a, I just here's my ideal BNL concert. I don't care where, I don't care who I'm with, except it has to be with my Freddie, my Freddie Evbo. <laughs> <laughs> when they play, it's all been done. Mm-hmm. They say this one's for Sake Sake and Evbo, who have that podcast that we hate so much. <laughs> and then they say this one's for you boys. This is for Sake Sake and Evbo, who have that podcast we never listened, we've never <laughs> listened to nor heard and of. They invite us on stage and we sing off tune. Is all I'm eating man. a I'm eating a hoagie. <laughs> or eating a, a tater tot sandwich. Yeah, that's what I want. I just want to acknowledge. I want them to love me. That's what this concert is to me. Um. Okay. Last question. All Ready? Right. Which BNL boy fucks? You know what I mean. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Your fan and friend and future hero of the podcast for reasons for yet to be foretold, Dan. So which hmm. BNL boy fucks? Well, Steve has a ton of kids. He has like, he three, like three? three. Yeah. That's, yeah. I guess that is a ton. That's a lot to me. Sure, but does he fuck or does he make love? You know what he Tyler means. fucks. Tyler fucking fucks. Tyler has a stanky fuck. I bet he, do you think Tyler has like a fuck name? Like like, like Ron Ron Jeremy's like the hedgehog and sure. like like Tyler is like I don't know what was Tyler. <laughs> uh, uh, Tyler's turkey man. Tyler's <laughs> Tyler's garbage plate. Garbage plate. Tyler's the kind of person who when he humps, he puts like one hand on his ass to move his humps forward. <laughs> That's I don't know why that's how I picture him. Oh man. I feel like he's also like he's a sex farter. <laughs> you know, you just want to be totally comfortable, so you just let it let it go. Let it go. Why not? Yeah. It's He's always... like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fart during this sex, but it's okay if you do it too. <laughs> I feel like it's Gordon era Tyler in my head though, with like the beard and the dreadlocks. And the dreadlocks who's doing the fuck and just like bobbing his head back and <laughs> yeah, forth. Absolutely. I mean apparently they had some real raging parties, so Did they? That's that's what the biographer said. Oh, Paul Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul, thanks for being on the show, bud. We appreciate it. Do you think he's still listening? No. Sure not. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He's like one of those guests that I feel like we'll never get back again because they oh, realized God, no. what our show was about. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't listen. think we'll ever have Ron Anianello back. I don't think no. we'll have... Uh, well, yeah. Ron Anianello doesn't have a Twitter, so I doubt he even knew that the episode launched that we had with oh, him. Well, so good. just forever gone. Unless he's he probably has a Google alert set up with his name and it popped up on there. I'll bet you, bet you. And he listened to it and just started vomiting. <laughs> Uncontrollably. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Springsteen was like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, I just... You ever do something you really regret? <laughs> and it just makes your stomach hurt? 
<laughs> Did you listen to the app? The running yeah, yellow interview? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what the you fuck to fine. ask him. No, okay. I think he ran a perfectly good app. Okay. App, all right. a, a interview. Like, I could do it without Ev. I would have just made fart noises. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer I prefer it. You don't like the interview part of this. You like no. it when it's me and you. Yeah. The boys back together. Yeah. Always together. Um, always Coca-Cola. Hey, Dan. <laughs> always Coca-Cola to you, my friend. I hope we helped you. <laughs> Ebbo. Yeah. That's it. Clippity clop. That's the whole ep. We did a whole thing. Yeah. Um. We are available for your perusal <laughs> on Twitter at BinDunPod, Facebook. Uh, you can also go to Facebook.com slash BinDunPod there and get us. Is that new Gracebook already for Christian singles? Oh, we're going to Gracebook. Gracebook, Memphis, Tennessee. Placebook, that's where you just like geocache and log in. How about uh, Lacebook? It's the opposite oh. of Leatherbook. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you can also review us on iTunes. <clears throat> oh, fuck. We- <laughs> <laughs> when I asked this for people to review us, they came through, my friend. Oh, this is no. a review from MFH 2004. Five-star review. Enjoyable nonsense. Oh. This show is ridiculous nonsense that should not exist. Thank you. In the best possible way. If you're the right age and the right kind of dork, you might have been a Barenaked Ladies fan. And you might be the target for a nostalgia podcast about them. Astonishingly, one exists. The early episodes are rough. Yeah. And cringy. Sorry. <laughs> but if you stick through to the bigger hits, you might also find yourself the kind of dork who very much enjoys the two goofy hosts, their incomprehensible tangents, and their silly ramble banter. And suddenly you're listening to episodes about albums released after you stopped listening to the band just because you enjoy the show. Complete and utter nonsense that rarely fails to make me laugh. Wow. That's, wow. I think that's what I'd like my life described as. <laughs> like... If, I, if there is an afterlife, I just sure. go up and I'm like, and they're like, well, how was your life? Complete and utter nonsense, <laughs> but made me laugh. Well, this, buddy, mm-hmm. your life was incomplete before this BNL podcast. Now people are describing you as the guy who makes them laugh. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you complete me. Um, leave us more reviews on iTunes. We'll read them out on the air. We love to do it. Do it. Do it. Um, that's all we got, That's I think. Ev, what do you have to plug this week? Horse, horses. Horse shit. No, just horses. <laughs> just horses, no shit. And they do shit a lot. I feel like I should be plugging. I have like concerts and stuff that I do. Yeah, you do. But I don't ever plug them. Um, I have a concert in Columbus, February twenty fifth. We're <gasps> opening for MC Lars. Are come you, out. When does this? When does this podcast? Come I don't out? fucking know when. Hold up. Uh, bank job. Oh yeah, this comes out on the 11th, I think. Oh, well, if I've go. done my math correctly. So, all right, we're good. Good, good, good. Um, Ebbo, wait, what did you have to plug? Horses. Horses. That's right. I forgot already. The best plug ever. Um, Ebbo, yeah. I'm Saker. I'm Evan, and we'll see you again in one, one week. week. Is this thing on? Hello? Hello? Hello?
Hello? Hello? Hey, hey, hi, what's up? This is this is Ben Bath and I don't know anymore. I need out of this fucking podcast, okay? We got, we, got, we, we, we talked about Bionicle for a very long time and we tried mm-hmm. to stop, but then some evil force trapped us in hell and is forcing us to talk about things that start with the letter B until we die. We did Beyblade and now we're on Batman and it's just going to keep getting I'm a, I, worse. I am, a, I am afraid of what happens next. I haven't seen my wife in several days. Please help us. Please help please us. us. Oh, God, please Joe. Please help us. Joe, do you hear that? Oh, God. Go to theorangegirls.com and help us. Please, God, please. No, no. Oh, God. Oh, God.